Now, I'm joined in studio by animal doctor Pete Wedderburn who, to answer all of your pet questions. And if you have a question for Pete, do get in touch by texting 53106 or you can email us on Sheila at News Talk or call 1890 453106. Now, Pete, how are you today? Great, thanks. Good. Um, there's a new pet passport rule, apparently. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this seems to have gone under the right radar for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a new regulation which came in on the 1st of January. Basically, what it is is that um, under the under EU rules, under the, the the rules that control how pets move from country to country, um, up until now, Ireland and Britain have just kind of been left to it, and people have, they haven't. There's been no restriction at all. You could just come and go between Britain and Ireland as you wish, okay. with no documentation, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. However, if you were going from Britain or Ireland to France or to any other European country, you had to get your pet microchipped, you had to get rabies vaccination, and you had to get a pet passport. And it's just a bit complicated. But what's happened is, on the 1st of January, they've changed the rules so that now, under the EU pet movement system, all pet dogs, cats and ferrets moving between between Ireland and Britain have to be microchipped vaccinated against rabies and accompanied by a pet passport. Now, that's a big change. And the thing is this, although that's the law, at the same time, the governments are saying to us, well, actually, we're not going to enforce it. Well, it'd be very difficult to, because, I mean, if you go on the ferry to Hollyhead, say, Mm. are they going to check every car to make sure that there's no pets on it? At the same time as they made this announcement um, on the website, it actually says... um, As both the Republic of Ireland and the UK have had no indigenous rabies for many decades, compliance checks on pets travelling between the two countries will not be applied. Pet owners travelling with their pets should therefore not experience any change on the ground. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of a weird situation, isn't it? Because the law is one thing, and at the same time, the authorities are saying, well, they, they shouldn't experience any change on the ground. So what are they saying to people? I, I'm not sure. They're saying these are the rules, but you're allowed to bend them. Probably. Um, what do you think then about like France and stuff like that? Do they check all of the cars for well, it's, they, they, documentation? I'm, I'm not sure exactly what happens on the ground. There, 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 there have been and there will continue to be strict checks moving from France to Britain mm-hmm. because there is definitely, I mean, basically on continental Europe, rabies has been around and there's been no rabies at all in Britain and Ireland. So that is still the area where there's the the most need to control pets. So there will still be very strict um, regulations and checking of checking that you've got everything in place moving between France and and Britain or France and Ireland. And would Um, you be likely to encounter rabies in Europe? Because I I would never think about that. Like if you're going to maybe, you know, Africa, you get your rabies shot in case and and, and maybe South America as well. But I never think about it for Europe. It's very rare. It's very rare. But still, uh, like pet owners have to have their pets vaccinated against rabies. It's Mm -hmm. it's a, a, if you like, it's a problem under the surface. And it's a a problem that we haven't had under the surface in Britain or Ireland for many, many years. Yes. I mean, so so there's definitely a relaxation has taken place. And this this wasn't done for any logical reason, by the way. It was done simply to harmonise EU regulations. Right. And that's happening all over with all the economies, etc. So. To me, it makes a complete farce of it. What's the point in inducing a law if you're not going to enforce it? If you're not going it? to enforce it. What's I, the point in that? I don't know. I really don't know. But I'm intrigued that you said for all pet cats, dogs and ferrets. Do mm. many people have pet ferrets? Mm, you'd be surprised. That's yeah. funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're increasing in popularity. Are they not vicious, no? No, absolutely not. Not when they're tamed from when they're young. Okay. You know, I'm not talking about 
ferrets that people use for hunting, which mm. was a traditional use of a ferret. But no, more recently, people are using pets as pure ferrets as pure pets, and that means that they rear them from when they're very young to be used to human handling. Okay. And you know, they wouldn't bite you any more than a, than a, a dog or a cat would jump on you and bite you. you right. Know, it's just not they are cute. I, I have seen them in the wild, and they're absolutely adorable. They're lovely faces. to look at. Yeah, right? lovely to look at. But I prefer to keep them out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about microchipping as well. Has there been any developments with that in accordance with these uh, traveling rules? Um, not well. Basically, that there is not specifically, but there is an increasing um, awareness of the value of microchips as a way of uniquely identifying pets. And for example, under the new Dog Breeding Establishments Act, which came in on the first of January as well, um, or anybody who's producing puppies commercially has to have all those pups vaccinated by a vet, uh, okay. microchipped by a vet. They have to have all the pups microchipped. Wow. That's to ensure that there's traceability. So if there's problems mm. afterwards, whatever, they can look back and say, well, that's where that one came from. So that's that's a new thing. But there's also talk, like in Northern Ireland now, it's compulsory for all dogs to be microchipped as Every- part of the license system. Okay. And so, you know, there's a general trend towards that. And I think it's a really good thing. But there's a big but, a really big but. A lot of people have their pets microchipped, mm-hmm. but not so many people actually bother to follow up the registration of that microchip. And what, what, what I mean by that is that all that a microchip is, is a, is a thing that's about as big as a grain of rice that's injected in the scruff of a, a dog or a cat's mm-hmm. neck. And it sits there under the skin forever. Um, and it's an inert thing, but when a, a scanner is waved over it, it emits a little radio wave, which includes one message only, and that is a 15-digit number. So all the microchip has okay. is a 15-digit number, which is a unique number. Mm-hmm. Well, one in so many million, well, millions, Well, you could do the maths of that. Which yeah. <laughs> but basically, what, what, it, what it means is that you, you have to link that number to your name and address. Yes. And that's normally done when a pet is microchipped. What a vet will do is they'll upload those details or tell the owner how to upload those details onto a good database mm-hmm. that's universally recognized. Um, but the problem is that there's a number of databases out there. So if you put, if your pet is registered on a small mic- a microchip database that um, somebody who finds your dog won't check, then you might as well not be microchipped because they'll scan your pet and they'll check the main databases yes. and there's no sign of your name and address. Is, is that that's surely a, a poor kind of design flaw of it, that? There I, should be just one one website for this. Well, the the problem is, like a lot of these commercial situations, people, they encourage diversity and they encourage competition. That means you have to have more than one database. Mm. You can't have a monopoly on the database. So what they, what has happened is there's a Europe-wide database okay. called, called EuroPetNet and there's another one called PetMax. And the EuroPetNet especially, um, the people would say, look, any reputable microchip database really ought to be registered with one of the with big one ones. Of these, yeah. And so, for example, if the one that, that most vets would use um, would be with EuroPetNet. So that means that anywhere in Europe, if a pet is scanned and a microchip is picked up, um, all vets in Europe know to go to mm-hmm. EuroPetNet, check there, and they'll be, they won't be told the exact name and address, but they'll be told which national database to go to. Okay. And so and that works really, really well. So, I mean, I, th- I, think I think that there should be some action by the authorities really to to, to rationalise this and to insist that people who set themselves up as microchip databases should Mm -hmm. be registered with one of the Europe-wide ones because something like up to 50% of all stray dogs that go to dog pounds that are microchipped, up to 50% of the ones that are microchipped, the correct owner details aren't there. 
Right, so it's it's pointless microchipping them then if your correct details aren't available. Exactly. Okay. It's okay. Pointless. So that that makes common sense. And just going back, because you mentioned the dog breeding earlier. So if you have mm. puppies now, you have to microchip them. Is this going to be? Do you think this will really curb the 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 problem of pet farms? And well, um, the, the big the big problem that the media kept exposing was um, when people had large numbers of bitches, like I don't know. 100 bitches or more in a big shed just mm. breeding away and nobody being able to check what happens inside those sheds and nobody being able to follow up what happens to the puppies. So this will only affect people who are breeding more than five bitches. So if you know if, you're, if your dog has a litter of pups, yeah. you're not going to have to microchip them. I would still suggest that you would do, but it's not law that you do. Okay. But if, you've, if, if you have more than five breeding bitches, you have to be registered with local authority. Right. And they'll they'll have the right to inspect your premises. So they make sure that your um, your place is up to scratch, uh-huh. providing, you know, for the animal welfare and all that sort of stuff. But also you have to have those puppies microchipped and that means there'll be traceability. So that means that you, you know, um, you can't f- flog a, a, a poor quality pup to somebody and expect to get away with it because they can come back to you in due course. Okay, so that, yeah. that they're good developments that exactly. we have from the 1st yeah, of January. Very positive. Excellent. We're going to come back with more questions for you, Pete, if you don't mind, after a quick ad break. Lovely.